All that a Jersey cough out in Jersey. Oh, great. The fucking clock's already going to start dicking around. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you every week by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Ed, man, uh, late show this week, Friday night action, but uh, it's been a hell of a week so far. Uh, action every night. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super busy pretty much from Tuesday on, and I'm, I apologize if I disappear in a few seconds. I'm just uh, working out some kinks on the on the old laptop here, but uh, yeah, great, great week starting off with our boy uh, Natan Livy picking up a UFC contract on Dana White Contender Series. Explains why not that many people have been watching because, you know, we usually do this on a Tuesday. We used to avoid Tuesdays for that reason, but ever since they went to ESPN+, Plus. So there's Ed. He dropped out. He'll be right back. But again, we want to throw a quick congratulations to Natan Levy, uh, guest we've had on the show since uh, since really his his MMA debut uh, in LF, uh, LFA. He moves to six and zero with an awesome performance on Dana White's Contender Series this past Tuesday night, uh, picking up a third round arm triangle uh, choke finish. Uh, the Ed's back now. Uh, so yeah, I picked up a triangle, a arm triangle. Choke finish in the third round after uh, you, after you did or Natan did? Natan did. <laughs> it's been a long time since I arm triangled anybody, but uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, just amazing performance. Uh, I was just saying, we've basically kind of had him on here and been following his career basically since his first fight. Uh, that's how I yeah. got a whole was I, uh, two and oh or three and oh when he first came on. I forget, I what covered his very was. first fight and then uh yeah shortly after that he came on so he might have even been one and oh getting ready for a second fight. I should uh, I should have tagged him in this scope see if he wanted to chime in but but oh. um <laughs> but yeah I mean just amazing performance. Um guy gets better and better every fight taking this fight on on short notice against a in a weight class heavier than than what he normally fights at. Um Actually, even more than that, it was it was above light. It was above lightweight. It was a 160 pound catch weight for a guy who normally fights at 145. So, uh, tremendous performance. Uh, happy to see him get the contract. Happy to see the uh, reaction he's received. Uh, I know he's getting hounded uh, by all the the big media outlets right now. So uh, I'm sure he won't forget about the little guys. But uh, I hope know. not, because we know, we know how they do sometimes. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that. So, uh, you know, but congratulations to Natan. Uh, well earned and, uh, you know, stoked for him. Look forward to his first fight. And, uh, you know, he's kind of the first guy we uh, we started interviewing that's kind of worked his way all the way up to the ranks and, and done it uh, and got there. Uh, we've had the opportunity to talk to some people who have just reached that pinnacle. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, we're joking around about that. But I was it. I forget. It was someone's coach. I don't want to say Kavanaugh. Somebody tweeted not that long ago that they made a stink out of uh, some somebody for an outlet uh, was saying, oh, this card, meaning last week's UFC card was like, uh, you know, it's not that great to watch. It's, don't even bother. And so I forget who the coach was that said it. Uh, maybe somebody watching will chime in and remind me, but maybe or maybe even, you know, but they were like, um, remember this when these people, when you see stuff like this, because they're the ones that are going to be hounding you when you when you when you kind of like, you know, hit a stride or make it big or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's like, I mean, not for nothing. It, it happens the other way around too, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I saw that. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was yeah. Kavanaugh now that you say that, but I, I'm not a hundred percent. It was one of those things in Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, again, uh, we, the fight cards are there to be knocked. I mean, if we don't think it's stacked card, we don't need to sit here and and just I mean, off the UFC because there's yeah. UFC. You I mean, I don't. I mean? I, I'm not a fan of knocking cards because I know all the guys on the cards put do their all. So I, I don't knock them, but I mean, I'm just saying like <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes fighters will uh, only because it's happened to me. <laughs> sometimes fighters will that that used to be readily available to talk, even just to talk about martial arts or whatever, suddenly become you know more distant. And it's like, oh, you know, let's talk to you back. I'm not mentioning any names, but I know you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of knocking fighters specifically. Um, but, I mean, we don't need to act like a fight night card is UFC 100 no. either. I mean, I think somebody should be able to state that they might miss a card over a weekend because it's not exactly the most loaded with names. That doesn't mean these people aren't going to develop and, and turn into yeah. stars. Um, this past UFC, the one that I, I think that was brought up, had the main event that I've been looking forward to for a while. Yeah. Obviously, this wasn't Gagey and, and Khabib, but uh, but uh, Teixeira and Santos, for me being a fan of the light heavyweight and heavyweight, the bigger fighters, um, and, and the old man strength of Glover, man. I mean, I, I it basically went – I've been on a nice little roll here. I pat myself on the back with some of these picks, uh, but saying how his grappling is so heavy and how he controlled him, and uh, I think I picked him to win by a submission. Um, it, it, he's he's gotten better uh, for a guy that, that started training with Chuck Liddell and kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't think he really was ever talked about until he was about 16-0. Yeah. Um, then, then, then he finally made his appearance in the UFC. But for a guy that – I mean, how long ago has it been now since he fought John Jones? I mean, yeah. we're, we're coming. And it, it seems, seems like, like it seems like he he's having trouble. He he's been having trouble shaking that loss off. But every time he comes back, I mean, what is it? Four or five in a row now that he's won. Yeah, it's five in a row. Five in a row yeah. in, in, a, in a in a light heavyweight division. I mean, you know, not the biggest names, but he's taken out some goddamn. The last two guys he's taken out, Anthony Smith yeah. and, and Tiago Santos, are two of the last what four title contenders at at, at light heavyweight and and uh, so. I, Krylov was no joke either when he fought him. Yeah, no. So that's the thing too, and it's like it's one of these things like people were like, "Oh, he's up there in age or whatever," but because of what you just said, um, and then the the wins that the win that he got last weekend, and I know we're playing catch up because it's late in the week, and we trust me, we're we're gonna get more current um, as the podcast goes on. But the um, uh, Dana White even said, "I can't really ignore that either." Like if he's he's calling for a title shot. And it looks like like if if this uh, Adesanya, um, why am I for, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, uh, Jan Blakovich. Yeah, yeah Blakovich, yeah, Adesanya. They're trying to do uh, Jan Blakovich and Adesanya, and uh, it looks like Dana White might be might pull that back a little bit just because uh, it seemed like uh, you know he's starting to not only is he listening to what fans and folks are saying, but he's sat there ringside to see it all too. So. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I don't get the Israel Yawn fight. That doesn't that that's not a fight that makes a lot of sense to me. I I wouldn't want to necessarily in case to me that's not the fight that I want Israel and Asanya to lose. You know what I mean? If his undefeated streak is going to come to an end, that seems like kind of a a fight that's not a huge money maker and and it doesn't really create a star. I mean, I don't think Yawn's going to become this mega star and run that division for a decade. Um I think right now, you, you, I think if the UFC is smart, you strike while it's hot. Very rarely yeah. do you start. Do you get a number one contender? You know, and I think he's clearly Glover's become the clear number one contender. Uh, it's a it's a fresh fight that we haven't seen yet, and yeah. it and it again it, it's it's the fight without John Jones or it, you don't have that mega star 
who you yeah. know, I mean, Not, it, it, it's a hell of a fight on paper. Yeah. Not even the megastar thing. Just that aura of John Jones. It's like okay, you know, if John Jones is was still at the top of the division and the champ, you know, as soon as you hear John Jones versus Blank, it's kind of like eh, you know, like you kind of know how everyone's kind of gotten used to how John Jones main events turn out, um, especially if they're rematches. So. You know, now it, the division is fresh. I mean, universally, I actually talked in depth about it with the thing I do on Sundays for MMANews.com because, you know, before that you had uh, Corey Anderson and Melvin Meinhoff. And that was the same division. Uh, you know, the Anderson and, and Teixeira have some history. So the Blockowitz with, with, with uh, you know, the, the, the six degrees of separation or what have you between all those guys. So it just seems like that division is – Suddenly becoming, I don't want to say more interesting, but more alive than it used to be because because of the absence of John Jones, and and now it's kind of like everybody's got a chance to to make some waves in their sport. And just for folks uh, that watch a video version of this, uh, we have the uh, BKFC fourteen prelims on both of us in our backgrounds. So if it looks like we're looking at other shit, it's not because we're not paying attention. We're trying to watch fights too. If you're yeah, watching no, the I, and and I, I want to throw something out here real quick, just because I just noticed it. Fred uh, Pierce is fighting on this card, which is not a big deal. Nobody knows who Fred Pierce is, except he also fought on the BKFC card last month. So this is honestly the quickest turnaround I've ever seen anybody do. He he won is pretty he fighting right now. No, he's fighting right now. Yeah, he just walked. Uh huh, and he, he actually fought uh, on the twelfth of October. So he's there. <laughs> uh, it's quite a heck of a turnaround for a BKFC well, fight that's, now. That's the one you saw. Did he win that? Yeah, he won it, and he didn't take a lot of damage. Um, well, he, I mean, that's but why. I mean, but but listen, we, we you know we, we rarely see fighters fight twice in a month in in yeah. ballet. You know, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is not the sport I would well, expect. I to mean. See somebody fighting twice in a month, but he not, won. Not, if he won- not in uh bare knuckle. Yeah, you're right. It's a little weird, but I mean, yeah, we, just- well, we had, we had Joey Beltran on talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, damage is not as bad as it looks just because of the bloody and stuff. So, you yeah. Know, oh. And like I said, he had a pretty uh, good walk through his last fight, but, uh, just I just shocked to see him in the in the ring. I didn't I didn't look that deep down the card, but we'll get to that. So, so Saturday Glover establishes himself as the number one contender. Monday was an off night for MMA. Tuesday we had the uh, Natan Levy tremendous performance, uh, getting the UFC contract. Wednesday that brought us to a. Uh, Something's wrong with his knee. I'm sorry. Something's yeah, going on with his knee. Down to the ground. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you shouldn't take two BKFC fights. Yeah, yeah. In a 25 day span. It's over but, already. Uh, it's over already. Yeah, he blew his knee. Are out. you Are you fucking kidding me? They're doing oh, a standing yeah. A count. No, dude. It's this is over. Wow, they're gonna let it go. Okay, this is the yeah. It's weird. Yeah, so Pierce has gone down to the the. Wow, never. I don't even know how the referee is gonna allow this to go. He can't let it. Go. I, I've never seen this referee before. It looks like he might be new. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. So so the guy can can't even stand, and now he's oh he's winging though. Oh, he's got caught. He yeah. can't throw punches. It's got yeah. That right hand call was, a slip. No. They gotta stop the fight. So yeah. uh, this referee, I don't know him. Doing a terrible job. Uh, it finally waved the fight off, but yeah, we have well, clearly because have a he stopped. Blown because out he knee. stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got a blown knee. Can't he stand can't even up. stand. Ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. But well, there it goes. So <laughs> I would not recommend doing two BKFC fights in a uh, in a what a thirty day span or whatever it is. But uh, so getting back to it. So Wednesday though brought us a special treat. Uh, not only was it Veterans Day, uh, celebration of all the veterans of this country, but uh, 
it was the revival of the uh, uh, the United States version of uh, XFC uh, XFC forty three um, returned and and uh, and it was brought back on uh, NBC Sports Network mm-hmm. uh, for a for a midweek Wednesday night show. Yeah, I know you were heavily involved in and uh, in, in watching it. Um, I yeah. watched a, a, a very big chunk of it, but um, I saw it from start to finish. I loved I loved it even. I mean, with the exception of the co-main and main events didn't um, deliver as much as the rest of the card did. But I'll tell you what, what I like what they're doing there. I mean, it seems like they've they've taken the best of everything everyone else is doing, and they're mixing it all, all into their the from what you'd call the prelims to you know the main event. So you have they have a, a format that they're calling Young Guns, which is kind of like their contender series. It's young and up and coming fighters. And uh, Banshee, I can't, I, his name slips my mind. He was one of the young guns guys that fought. But um, 19 years old, first fight in MMA, dominated, dominant wrestling. Only 19, he's gonna he's gonna get way better than what we saw. But um, um, the uh, uh, matchmaker and the promoter were kind of like the, you know they had to they had to kind of push to get this format going because NBC Sports was so used to doing World Series of Fighting type of stuff that they were like no no you know that we we need tested fighters and they're like no you you don't understand these guys are going to be exciting and they absolutely were so you have the young guns for for the fresh and up and coming fighters they have tournaments uh they're they feature their lightweight and welterweight tournaments so they can crown champions which you and i have gone at length about how we love tournaments and then they then they have obviously their season the the aguilar's and you know, Sukumat and, and and you know the fighters that people pretty well know as the as the main part of the card. So that's their format moving forward. And I think if that catches on, that's uh they they're gonna bring some fresh eyeballs to NBC NBC Sports. Weird, you know, they did it on a Wednesday. It was a I holiday. Loved yeah, I, I loved I, it. I, I loved it. The way things are unfolding right now, I, I would love to see them fall into that Wednesday night niche. Mm. You know, it looks like we're gonna have Bellator on Thursdays. You know, if we can get a, if we can get a nice little rotation of you know Wednesday night XFC, Thursday night Bellator, Friday night BKFC, and then Saturday UFC. I mean, we're we're approaching a a, a nice you fight know, week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it brings back the days where you had WEC uh, yeah. on Sundays and, yeah. and you know stuff like that, and and uh, and even Bellator used to be on uh, you know Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Pretty much been on every day of the week uh, at this point. But um, but yeah, I, I thought the show looked great. I like the six sided cage. I like the hexagon. Um, I especially like it from a, a fan's perspective. Although obviously I wasn't there, uh, it kind of reminded it reminded me. I believe uh, Strike Force was also a six sided cage, mm-hmm. um, and, and just the lack, you know, the openness of it, and it, it just it, it's it's for a fan watching it, it's cool. Um, I thought the fighters were impressive. I, I mean, obviously, you no know, Holabaugh from uh, from the UFC, yeah, and uh, I want to say RFA or I mean, we've all you know hardcore fans have watched Holabaugh fight several times he looked outstanding uh this kenneth cross guy i had never really heard of the guy maybe that's my bad he had the look of like a you know 80s porn star basically <laughs> in his photo but oh holy yeah. Shit, yeah but holy yeah, shit yeah. That, that dude came out just throwing bombs and my goodness yeah i mean just looked tremendous i i mean i don't necessarily know a lot about their opponents uh per se but um they looked world class and uh, they had the talk and the it just everything came together. Like you said, you got the, you got their Grand Prix going, and it seems to me like the right guys won. You know, not that yeah. you 
set anything up, but a, a cross hole ball fight, um, certainly whether it's in the next round or in the finals, mm-hmm. I, I have to look at the bracket certainly looks like a nice MMA fight, uh, to yeah, crown and, their, and, their light and, champion, heavyweight champion or light champion. Yeah. And that, that's the whole thing about the setting up these brackets. Like the way, I mean, Bellator is doing it, you know, PFL's whole, whole gimmick is, is, you know, doing brackets and seasons and stuff like that. So it'd be nice to, it'd be, it's nice that, that someone else is doing it. Maybe if enough people do it, the UFC will, will, will do it more than just for one season of the ultimate fighter when they did it for uh, the flyweight division. But um, it's funny because, you know, and I know we're going to get to it towards the end of this, but like uh, one of the questions Paul Felder was asked about uh, was if he, uh, uh, something uh, they asked him his opinion about the lightweight division or something, somebody brought up tournament and he actually even himself said, yeah, that'd be great because everybody gets a chance, you know, and it's just, there's just something, I mean, and, and now I'm stealing this from, from Chael Sonnen, but I mean, what sports that people follow don't have some sort of tournament or bracket that everybody goes all in on? I mean, I mean, I mean, boxing has done it in the past too. I remember, uh, uh, I forget what it was like in the nineties. They did it on HBO. And it was it was like you know every other month or whatever, but it it, gave, it gives you something to follow and, and cheer on for. Yeah, so. I mean they had their super series, the boxing had their super That's, series, yeah, where, yeah. where it was a little more recent. Where uh, I don't know if it was thrown off by all the COVID stuff, but it seems like they had stuff going on where it was kind of worldwide, you yeah. know, getting points for wins and and such. And and and, and Chelsea's right. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, every sport has a a visual basically of what you can look at and go, okay, like this is how it unfolded. NFL gets to their playoffs and you can look at all their games that what got them to their, their seedings and all that. But uh, you know, I thought it was great. I thought the show looked great. Uh, I thought the, uh, the play-by-play Pat Militech and, uh, and Kenny Rice, I mean, yeah. brings back the nostalgia of the uh, HD net and, and access fight nights. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to see him be able to get the voice Chavello back. That, that would be that would be cool to uh, to kind of bring that that mix back together. Those three guys really uh, really carried a lot of those uh, HDNet and, yeah. and Access shows. But uh, yeah, great show Wednesday. I, I again, I would love to see them fall in that niche. I don't know what PFL is going to do. I don't know what night they're going to come on. In a perfect world for me, that would be Sunday night. You know, ESPN doesn't have a football uh, game on Sunday night. Yeah, no, they're doing Thursdays as well. They they put out something uh, a couple of weeks ago. They're looking at Thursdays. I think there's only one Friday in there, but I think they're going to focus on Thursdays. Thursdays was their original night, so I think they want to stick to that. But it's like, hey, Thursday. I mean, you know, Thursday is going to be busy, man. I only have to, I only have two th- two screens. I'm going to have to watch something on my phone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like it's yeah, good, I just, it's, yeah. It's I just wonder business, if they but... both survive. Can yeah. can PFL and Bellator really survive going against each other for two hours every Thursday night? I mean, one of them, one of them falls, right? I mean, if we're being, honest, I don't, I don't think that there's a market big enough to give both of them enough viewers. They both don't do great in ratings as it is. Well, I mean, I mean, Bellator just moved, so yeah. I think I think they need the time. And PFL just hasn't been doing anything, so yeah. Well, PFL so. right now is the one that's going to have to step on the gas because they're yeah. going to get lapped if they're not careful, especially um, I, it was good to see them allow Kyla, Kayla Harrison uh, to sign an Invicta contract. Yeah, for next, like two weeks, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I want to say like the 20th or something like that. So that yeah, we, be, we uh, were supposed to get Aaron Blanchfield on here for that, but you know, the whole thing we talked about that last week with pro Gonzalez uh, getting the COVID positive. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, yeah. So Wednesday again, XFC tremendous show. Uh, look forward to the next one. I believe it is in February. Is that, yeah, is that where February. we're at right now? Yeah. 
Oh, someone just got laid out in BKFC. Oh, my God. Oh, that doesn't look good at all. No, that was Aaron Pico's punch with a bare knuckle. That guy just. Uh, wow, right oh, on the jaw. God. Is this a replay? Uh, I don't. That might be a replay. I don't think this is live. The other mat was, was white. Yeah, that's one of the older fights. That's like BKFC 7. Yeah, that's one of the highlights. I, I recognize it now, but yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're probably uh, promoting uh, this Mohawk I think, dude. I think they had the co-main event fall out. I'm waiting to – I'm waiting for, I was looking for confirmation, but I think the co-main event between uh, Reggie Warren Jr. and uh, I, and Datwin uh, fell out. I think it did. Didn't uh, Kowal tweet that out uh, a couple of days ago? It may have. I may have missed it. I've, I've been – been uh trying to catch up on that but um yeah that's they're showing highlights i thought i thought we just had it yeah that's still a bad one to watch <laughs> um yeah well, well that's a good segue into bellator yeah so yeah exactly so that brings us into bellator on thursday night so we had saturday we had tuesday we had wednesday now we're on to thursday night bellator uh best show that they've had in a year well uh, best show they've had since since maybe the cyborg bud event uh pre-COVID, the last uh, real legitimate big event they had kind of before our shutdown. Um, I thought that the top um, seven fights, I mean, there was a handful of uh, of uh, highlight reel knockouts, but I thought the top five fights, if you if you would have had uh, Kerry Melendez and, and Aaron Pico on a five-fight main card, you one might argue that it was the entertainment card of the you know, if, if you just looked at the fights, it could easily be a card of the year candidate, uh, the way stuff unfolded. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Pico, I mean, we, we've we talked – I mean, I feel like we've we've had this program going since he basically started his career. And yeah. we've been there from the – you know, from his, his garden show where it was – you know, where he, he got caught by uh, by uh, Freeman and, uh, and, and choked out in his debut to uh, – Sorry, to, I just found it was uh, on Monday – Co-main event has been lost. That Nguyen pulled out of his 135 interim title fight against Reggie Barnett Jr. Reggie Barnett, not Reggie Williams. Yeah, so so that's disappointing. But um, but yeah, but uh, I the Bellator card. I mean, Aaron Pico again. Just uh, he he's he's getting it. It's like we talked about it. You know, you have to do you have to wrestle so guys are afraid of your wrestling. And he tried to do that. Uh, I can't remember the first fight basically. Um, and he ended up losing. He uh, was against Boric, I think, and he uh, where he wrestled him for round, 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 and then got caught with a flying knee. Yeah. And uh, and you, but you, but at the same time, you kind of went, okay, that's that's still I asked to fight. He just needs to not get caught with a flying knee in the in the third round or whatever the heck could happen. Um, this fight, I thought he fought almost a perfect fight. I mean, yeah. his, his wrestling, his transitions, um, his powers is. His power is on par with basically anybody I've ever seen at 145. The power is always there since he got there, but it, it's just him. It's, you know, it, everything takes time. And he, even he admitted it, you know, he just made the change to a different camp and then nothing, nothing against the, you know, the body team body shop, but he just felt the need to, to the change in the, in the location and everything just worked better for him. And he seems to be clicking better with the current coach whose name I, I, I knew it. Cause I was, I actually watched his post fight interview uh, where he talked about it, and he just kind of said, like, I mean, the losses were good for him because it was letting him know that he needed to evolve and put everything together, and we saw that. And uh, one of the things he did beautifully, I mean, obviously the knockout was, was you know, that's, that flooded the internet not long after it happened. But uh, one of the things I thought he did beautifully as, as far as when he finally got to use his wrestling was um, 
he could have left people planted against the cage and pounded away, but it's it 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 was more tiring to his opponent to drag him to the center and make him scramble, and uh, he, it 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 allowed him to get back up to the feet and you know deliver what we wound up seeing the, the final outcome was. It was just really, I mean, that's if if that's the evolution. It's funny because uh, he said he was getting a little emotional. You saw how he got afterward. But uh, in the post-fight interview, he was he said he was uh, trying to be like GSP, and I'm like, you know what? GSP wasn't always perfect. GSP picked up a couple of losses, made mistakes, and learned from them and came back better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I mean, we always get hyped when Aaron Pico wins, so I'm not trying to get too overly hyped. But I mean, when you when you knock somebody out like that, where they bend bend the other way, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, especially at, at 145 pounds. I mean, and, and somebody that's never been knocked out before. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that's three wins in a row for him. Um, his opponents were seven and three uh, after the fights were seven and three, eight and two, and thirteen and eight. You know, I don't know if we're ready for a uh, you know a fight with like Corrales, um, a rematch, but we're starting to get there. Um, it's uh, you know I, I I think he's about one more he's I give him one more mid tier level guy like he's been fighting mm. and then if he wins that fight I think you have to I think you, it'll have been a couple years since his last loss I think at that point then yeah you will need to uh you'll need to, to see actually, where where he's at yeah no but he he actually well, they they asked him what do you want next I mean he was like I want to go home see because he he's living in New Mexico. You know, that's kind of where he made his life with the, with the training with, at Jackson Wink, but you know that's not where he's from. So he said he wants to go home and <clears throat> see his family, but they asked him, you know, for 2021, like Fed January, February, when he gets back to, you know, in the thick of it, back to training, he was like, I want Borgs, I want Corrales. I have to get those back. And I was just like, hey, man, uh, I mean, if the kid wants it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, Borgs is on a two-fight win streak mm-hmm. now, and um, Corrales just picked up a big win over Gertz, um, but he was he had, he had two losses, but uh, Caldwell mm-hmm. and Archuleta prior to that. You know, it, th- I think those are the fights that we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see a rematch eventually. It's yeah, just nah. um, you know, do you put him in there with a Gaston Bolanos who had his yeah. fight canceled? This uh, this this next fight canceled. They, they got to give him one more like De Jesus level guy before they 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 give him those rematches. I think I'd like to see them give him a guy who's just a real like a just a division two wrestler somebody who's just going to try to take him down for three rounds and and see him pressured a little bit um i feel like a lot of it you know he's got caught in the in the stand-up but i'd be interested to see if if you put somebody who's just relentlessly putting pressure on him how he how he holds up to that Uh, i think i mean i imagine eventually he lands a giant liver shot or something i mean his hooks to the body and everything are just are just just devastating so i mean again we've 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 been on the the pico train since it started um but the talent is clearly there you know mm-hmm. all you got to do is listen to john mccarthy he'll tell you about 700 times right well get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to start watching bellator events on mute like, what happened to moro where's moro is he like covid hiding from covid like I mean, I'll, I'll, I, 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 I just, ah, don't get me started. That's a whole other. That's right. Thing. I forgot Morrow was even an employee of Bellator, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't. Even I know, know he's got he, like ten jobs, but yeah, I don't. Does he still do NXT for WWE? I, I don't. I, I, I'm pretty sure he still does that. I know he does boxing still, so it's like, 
Yeah, yeah. he's got enough going on. And he was just, yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, after you said that, I, I it's it gets a little rough to listen to. Uh, the some of the back and forth is definitely a little bit. Uh, it's almost like he's got to have the last word every single time. Especially, it's like I mean, I know you you've been, you're one of the original refs. You wrote the rules and stuff like that. But it's just one of those things that I'm just kind of like, bro. You know, like what you? It's like he he's up tries to one up Josh Thompson every time he he says something. I I don't know. It, it, it could just be me. You know, I've been I've been no, stuck inside. I, I don't think it's just you. <laughs> I've heard other complaints and and um. I don't. You you say he needs the last word. You know, I I love we all love Big John. I mean, let's be serious. The guy's nice as hell. I've met him on thirty occasions in my life, and every time just friendly as hell. But um, but he he tends to have to be right, you know. And and you know that's that's just how he is. He was that way as a referee, and he's kind of taking that role as a uh, as a color man for Bellator, and. I don't know. I forget <laughs> a lot. I forget a lot of times that people don't watch fights like we do. Yeah. So the explanations sometimes need to be simplified to the point where you almost sound like you're talking to a 12 year old so, kid who's just yeah. But, into it. but if you got Josh, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, because the like Josh Thompson complaining is gonna he's gonna make like somebody that trains is gonna understand his version, mm-hmm. whereas McCarthy's probably gonna break it down for like the guy that just tuned in because he was channel surfing. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, I mean, I get that. I I don't think he should ever step on on Josh Thompson's like knowledge of what it's like to be a cage fighter. You know, that's that's the funny thing. You know, like it's always you know, and and, and they play off each other, which is I get a laugh out of how uh, how Goldie always asks you know John what the score was for the round. Yeah. You know, and 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 Thompson's always laughing because he's like, well, I'm the goddamn fighter. You never. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna ask you what 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 really went down, you know. So, but yeah. again, you know, all three of those guys, uh, Goldie Thompson and and uh, and McCarthy are, are are great for the world of MMA and have been for for two decades, uh, two decades plus. But um, but yeah, the, the the it it just doesn't sound like a cohesive unit when I listen to it. Um, no. And I'm no big fan of the UFC guys either. But um, other than I do like Paul Felder, I, I like some of the color guys that the UFC uses. Some of their fighters, I, I actually like uh, most of them. I like most. Yeah. Of them. I, I don't think I have a problem with anyone the UFC uses. In all honesty, I think Cormier gets a little sappy. I think he gets a little too. Uh, no, he makes me laugh, so I don't mind. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I love love Daniel Cormier, but yeah. I feel like he sometimes becomes a little bit too much. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, too much. You know, he's he's the UFC guy. He's yeah. it's he's the company man. Is and there's nothing wrong with that. If the company's paying him damn good money, yeah. but uh, I, you know, and that's a, that's a weak complaint considering he's doing UFC commentary. But um, but yeah, I, 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 there's something about that Bellator one, and I don't know if it's John McCarthy. That's but there's just a there's something that's missing. Maybe it's the three guys in the booth. Maybe they'd be better. I was, I was just, just gonna two. say because uh, I mean I th- I think I mean we're going we're gonna date ourselves, but like you and I most of the time are used to just two people. You know, whether it be boxing or MMA. It's always been two people, Emmanuel Stewart, you know, Jim Lampley. And then sometimes you had that old weird weirdo chime in, to, but he was usually doing the in in ring interviews. Howard Letterman. But, yeah. 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 But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? So like, like we're, we were used to that two combo and it seems like as, as, as the sports gotten bigger, they've thrown these, this third mouth in there and it's like, okay, you have, you have a color guy, you have, you have a play by play person. And now you have this third person that's trying to do both. And it's kind of like okay, like like we like, I, I feel like they're talking over each other. I mean, hell, we're guilty of it when we get guests on here. Sometimes we, mm-hmm. 
you know, we cut each other off because I mean, uh, and now you're going to get me going into my whole, my the whole thing. I, I went about my degrees in communication. I mean, there's there's sender and receiver, and they go back and forth, and that's how communication happens. But when you throw other noise in, which is the third party, it can tend to be convoluted. But I mean. I don't know. We're going off track. I mean, with <laughs> with how dope that card was. Hey, listen. <laughs> here's the thing. Bellator had it all under control when they had Sean Wheelock and Jimmy Smith. It never needed to change it from those two guys. Sean Wheelock still works for BKFC. Jimmy Smith does whatever he can do to keep busy. Those two guys were the best, in my opinion, were the best booth yeah, team. I love them. They, yeah. they weren't spectacular. They didn't have fireworks going off. It, this wasn't, you know, but those two guys I, I thought were the most professional team the whole time through. And uh, I, I was disappointed when they got rid of Wheelock. And then of course uh, I think the whole MMA world was a little bit disappointed with the whole, how the Jimmy Smith situation unfolded with him leaving there. And then the UFC kind of uh, turning their back on him. So that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of a thing, but, um, but Oddly yeah, enough, it, though, the, the ESPN used him this week. He interviewed, um, he interviewed uh, Megan Anderson when they announced her, uh, you know how the the bout got ca- canceled be- between her and Nunez, and he did the interview for ESPN. So uh, hopefully that, that means you hopefully know, he's yeah. under contract with him. He's the perfect studio guy too. Yeah. Like if they actually want to have somebody on Sports Center to represent MMA and and talk to the 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 talking heads on ESPN that don't know what they're talking about, Jimmy Smith is the perfect guy. Um, yeah. he, he's great at explaining things. He's super friendly. Um, he's been in the cage before and he's, he's trained with half these dudes that are fighting. So, uh, yeah. that's great to hear that he's, he's doing something with them because, uh, he's one of the pieces that's missing right now while we get into a world where we might have fights five nights a week. Uh, Jimmy Smith. Definitely be exactly. Exactly. MMA community buddies over there chiming in wild, uh, said he's glad we're still plugging away absolutely brother uh oh, again yes. you know you're the man you uh it wasn't you we wouldn't even know each other and uh yeah. and again i i, I uh, thank you guys over at the mma community for giving me a push to uh yeah. to pursue this you know Lit, the links on the bottom of the youtube anybody wants to check out that site yep the mma community.com uh one of the one of the good forums and uh you know, one of the good, uh, one of the good, uh, one of the good people uh, in, in the world, uh, not just MMA world, uh, uh, wild over there. Um, gosh, Pico dominates. Uh, Emmanuel Sanchez uh, advances as well with the unanimous decision victory over Daniel Weishel. Uh, mm-hmm. I know this is a fight that you uh, were picking up your uh, no gi laundry for, so you uh, you may have missed that one, but. Um, uh, I thought it was a great fight. I thought that uh, Sanchez looked tremendous. Uh, he hit, he landed some body shots, uh, put Weichel down a couple times. Uh, Weichel showed heart and uh, and a willingness to fight that I hadn't seen before um, out of him specifically. Um, tremendous fight. Like I said, Sanchez looked as good as I've ever seen him, and uh, and I, I I think that he sets up nicely uh, for the winner of the main event that night. Um, Great again, great performance. Uh, this 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 tournament right now is going as good as any tournament has ever gone in the history of MMA. I mean, you have it unfolding everything correctly right now. Maybe some of it had to do with the guys being allowed to pick their fights yeah. after the after the first round. But considering we're going to get McKee Caldwell, and then you know Patricio Pitbull in the main event picks up a dominating knockout, a huge knockout over uh, Pedro Carvalho. That he gets a rematch now with Emmanuel Sanchez, and they had basically a—I uh, don't think it was a split decision, but it was a three rounds to two 
championship fight, which Pitbull won. So to get that rematch now in the semifinal for the title, yeah. uh, which, with the winner of that facing Caldwell or uh, McKee, it, it's it's everything's coming up aces right now for this featherweight tournament. Um, uh, you know, knock on wood that uh, that that holds up, but uh, tremendous. I, I mean, uh, yeah, the- I, I, I honestly, it's almost like like it doesn't matter who wins the next two fights because because you know the finals, it's all it's all good matchups from here on. And 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 I'm kind of like I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just like I, I couldn't be more excited. I think uh, uh, so. I talked to McKee uh, in New York uh, before the pandemic started, and um, I don't know if you knew he had a, a knee thing going on. The interview is—it's actually on their uh, uh, the MMAnews.com YouTube channel if you want to check that out. So I'm thinking just the the, the pandemic might have given him some extra healing time, and we just might get you know a hundred percent fireworks from that fight. I don't think that that's going to be a concern at all. Yeah, I mean, I think McKee's gonna gonna. I think he wins. I think that's gonna be a hell of a fight. But I, I think in the long run, we're gonna end up with a Pitbull McKee fight, which was the fight. I mean, Archuleta Pitbull, which was the opening round fight, was obviously a, a title fight that it was waited for for. Um, it, it was the true number one contender at the time. But I think that the McKee Pitbull fight is the fight that um, MMA fans want, and I think that that's the one that either establishes. I mean. It, it, we, <laughs> Pitbull, Pitbull, you know, Patricio <laughs> Pitbull basically is is getting into a uh, a pool of of fighters now where we can seriously start talking about him ranking yeah. in the top ten of all time. The world, yeah, open like, weight all time fighter. Yeah, you know, to be thirty and four, the list of people he's beaten. I mean, you know, I it's hard not to go Aldo, you know, and 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 but man. Patricio Pitbull is a uh, is a treasure for this sport, and again, somebody that people should be paying attention to if they're not. I don't uh, believe Dana White doesn't know who he is. he has to know who this guy is by now. <laughs> I yeah, again though, like in other sports, you can't talk about necessarily fighters under contract with other organizations. So Dana White playing kind of stupid there might be the might be the legal way to do it. Um, yeah, you know, a- and uh, and he might not know exactly what's going on. I mean. <laughs> You know, it, it it's hard not to though. I mean, he, it's hard not to know the guy who just knocked out the the shiny new toy you signed up now to be yeah. your number one contender in Michael Chandler. I mean, yeah. no matter how you, you know, when the records are shown, Pimple picked up a what a forty second KO win of that over Chandler. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't necessarily see that happening over and over again, but that's what happened. I mean, the time they fought. And then and then the what he just did yesterday was another one that was like, I mean, I. That was, it was just. Uh, I th- I thought we were gonna get like a uh, you know a longer fight, mm-hmm. and then uh, just a, a quick uh, one two one two, and uh, I couldn't believe that the fight was over. I mean, oh, Carvalho been on a roll. Yeah, I mean, he. A lot of people thought he was a legitimate. I mean, I thought that that we were in for a battle. I didn't think. I thought he was gonna really test Pitbull. Pitbull's out there swinging friggin' hammers now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he's always had power in his punches, but. If he can stand flat footed now and temple shot you and just put you into a coma, I mean, that's that's you know, that's we're we're getting into some some rarefied air with him. And I don't you know, when this tournament ends, um, if he wins this tournament, he will have basically cleaned out the like uh, the entire history of Bellator's 
featherweight division. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. Belcher has been around 12 years and Pitbull's been fighting basically since day one. I mean, you've, you're, he's going to clear out, you know, I, I mean, arguably maybe there's a Pico fight four or five fights down the line, you know, but, uh, not yet. No, 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 not yet. I yeah. mean, that's uh, the only guy who he, who could end up becoming a mega star who Pitbull hasn't fought or won't have on his radar for another two years, probably would be Aaron Pico. Um, yeah. cause if he beats McKee, if he beats Sanchez again and then beats McKee, I mean, well, the UFC should be opening up. Somebody should be opening up mega pocketbooks to, uh, to move him in, um, to their organization. If, if Bellator had any reason to ever let him go, or if you wanted to, you know, test the water somewhere else. I just, I guess he moves up to lightweight at that point. You try to clear out, continue to clear that division out. Um, but yeah, just, just tremendous. Um, you know, the co-main event before that, the, the two, the two fights were split um, with a fight uh, of two undefeated fighters uh, coming into the fight. 24 and 0 uh, Amasov versus uh, Logan Storley was 11 and 0 coming into the fight. Well, that was a great fight too. Really was. I was impressed with both guys. Um, I did think Amasov looked a little sluggish more than I, I normally thought I saw him, but I was super impressed with his takedown defense. That first round, his balance and his, uh, his ability just to avoid the takedown uh, against a four-time All-American. Uh, yeah. I was, I was super impressed by that. I mean, after the first round, I was going, mm-hmm. okay, this is legit. And then he kicked ass again in the second round. Mm-hmm. Third round, he had gassed by that point in Storley, but he avoided some crazy chokes. I mean, those things were sunk. Um, yeah. and, and obviously, Storley's arms were, were gassed as they you'd expect um, after basically shooting takedowns and everything for, yeah. for nonstop for 10 minutes. But, um, you know, Amazon moves to 25 and Oh, I think it's time for Bellator to uh, really start to promote him. I think he's, I, don't, I mean, what else does he have to do? I think, I think you got to basically put him in line for Lima now, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure there's another, you know, I know Lima's talking their MVP and all these guys. Nah, Logan, Logan story, Logan story, <laughs> probably story, probably, crushes MVP. Uh, that's probably the fight right there to make. I mean, but MVP's a name, you know. Um it's funny because uh who'd they ask about um uh um Musasi. No, it was no it was Lima they asked just before uh before the fight when they when they fought uh for the middleweight they had asked uh Lima and he was like listen no dis- disrespect to him but you know you, you gotta fight more notable opponents instead of these guys that you're having your fancy knockouts over and i agree with that so maybe may i mean and i'm not trying because i actually really like logan storley i disagreed with that decision sort of uh, more because of who was judging not because of uh you know the fight itself because once i heard there's there's certain names in this area when you hear certain judges names in the northeast you're kind of like oh no this guy you know what i mean And, and doug crosby outside of this area because of his uh interview with bloody elbow some years ago or people already know what i'm talking about and he was one of the judges on that card but hey do you, you remember know. who he how who he judged it for was he the one that gave it to storley or did he give it to amosoft do you recall no but i mean i know they tweeted it out but um yeah. i i yeah. thought amosoft won i thought he won the first fight in the, or, i didn't think he lost let's put it that way i didn't think i didn't think storley in any way won two rounds the first round arguably could have been considered a 10 well, uh, yeah i know he lost the round i don't know i forget if it's it was round two or three when he laid on his back which he never does um here we go doug crosby gave it to 
to Amosov. Okay. Jaron Vallel gave it to Amosov. So oddly enough, the two guys so, you don't like. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe uh, I was wrong. <laughs> I agreed with them that night, but again, it was a close fight, and you know, I tend to be biased towards. Um, you know, uh, international fighters. I don't know why it is. It's just always been kind of the guys I've rooted for. So, uh, and I like to see a guy go to 25 and 0. I mean, I know 11 and 0 is great too, but when you get to 24, 25 and 0, we start getting into some, again, more rarefied air where, um, I mean, it was funny to see him promoting him as the, uh, the, the fighter with the best record, the current, the best active fighter, the best active fighter record in the world right now. <laughs> Did you catch that on the, on the uh, broadcast where they threw that in there? I mean, obviously, based off the idea of Khabib, uh, Habib uh, retiring, they threw that in on the broadcast. That, oh, did they? I didn't, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. yeah. They said they 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 were hyping up Amazov as having the the best record in in active MMA. <laughs> so, so, wow. that, but that's cool. They should. If, if you know, he's twenty five and zero now. I mean, you know, we'll see if he it's, if you not. And it's a new network. They got to sell whatever they can sell. So yeah, yeah. I did like uh, speaking of the new network, CBS Sports. Uh, network there. I did like how they have their ticker on the bottom of the, the screen. I don't know if you noticed that at all, where it kind of gives a breakdown of the fights coming up that night, who guys have beat. I mean, all the stuff that we see throughout a show, but I, I it made it, it was the first time I'd ever seen a ticker really kind of yeah. give a breakdown of, of, of everything. And I, I thought that was cool. And I think that that's something. You know what? I know I, I noticed it, but I, I didn't think, I mean, until you said it now, it's like, it's nice to see, but I, I noticed it. I just didn't kind of, I didn't appreciate it until you just mentioned it now. You know, and that's the difference between being on Spike or being on Paramount and being on a sports mm. network. You have the ticker. Um, I, you know, I, I there's no, I, I'm not aware of a of a big network that CBS has as far as a big sports like news show. But um, I mean, that's the next thing is 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 maybe they come up with something where they can really promote what happens at Bellator so it doesn't get lost um, because the eyes are going to go down, and Bellator knew that they were going to get less viewers. They just knew that they were also moving to a sports network that uh, that was new to MMA. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly. Um, so <laughs> I didn't want to always stream BKFC from Miami. Now I don't know. I mean, they just finished the YouTube thing, didn't they? The prelims are off. Let me uh, let me check something real quick for one of our loyal listeners. <laughs> We, we I would re- I would recommend going to a site that's crack streams. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Crackstreams dot. You know what to type in. That's what I that that would that in theory there might be somebody showing it there, uh, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't say that, and uh, you know there it is. But yeah, check that out. Uh, it, might, uh, it might be might be there, Watson. Yeah, so. might just, could could be there. Uh, I see Lake Watson looking for a stream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so the uh, I mean we already talked about. I think that's it for Bell. Do we talk about Carrie Melendez and her? Dominating? Yeah, Melendez picks up a dominating win uh, right before the Pico fight in the prelims over Emily King, who was coming off of a, a win um, in her previous bout. You know, she moves to six five and zero. Oh, um, potential superstars just there's no depth right now really at the bellator uh 115 pound division so it'll be interesting to see how that uh how what they do with her um and i don't like these people my biggest complaint about bellator 
the start time is too early for the West Coast. I get it. A lot of West Coast people had tape delay, so they weren't able to watch it live. But starting an event with this kind of Grand Prix at 4 p.m. on the West Coast, considering every single quarterfinal of that tournament took yeah. place in L.A. or San Jose, hmm. I mean, you basically well, – you're kind of to me. You're 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 alienating a lot of people because a lot of no. and it replays again at night. So yeah. there's ways to watch it. There's DVRs and all but, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, but you're you're right. I mean, it's, it's sports, and you, everyone wants to watch sports live. Nobody cares once the results are out there. Nobody cares to really watch it again, especially if you had money on it and stuff like that. But um, I mean, just to to uh, chime in with you there, it's not it's not any easier on the East Coast. I know I was complaining to you when that when. Uh, the prelims started i was i was still working and trying to watch them on youtube but obviously because i'm working i'm not really paying attention so i hear you i know they're aware of it and they're uh you know again this is uh they're they're, they're throwing stuff against the wall in cbs sports and seeing what sticks at least until this uh the zone nonsense is out of the way yeah i mean if we're and, and my thing is if we're just gonna have a two it seems to me and maybe i'm wrong it looks like we have a two-hour window that CBS Sports is allowing Bellator, which is fine. Bellator events don't generally need to be over. A main card doesn't need to be over two hours long. So that means we're going to get like two, four, three to four fights, depending on if we have five rounders uh, and yeah. such. I, To me, and I know East Coast, I'm, I'm greedy here on the West Coast because I get to watch sports most of the time, you know, before I'm, I'm crashing for work the next morning. Yeah. But if you have a two-hour window on the East Coast, I mean, is 9 to 11 just too late? I mean, or, or even eight to ten. I mean, starting anything before five o'clock here on the West Coast to me is basically saying you don't care about. Yeah, West no. Coast viewers. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, again, I think that it's just a, it's a, they're in a, they're in a tough spot with the new network. And the thing about these smaller sports networks, I know ESPN is supposed to be the big daddy, but even when, even when you look at uh, when when UFC had to deal with Fox, they still had to toss over to different Fox properties. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if it's just because again they've they, uh, Coker had to address it uh, when they came back to the states uh, when he addressed the media. People asked like kind of like what's up? Well, how are you going to handle that? And he's like he said like for now you know they're going to have to like record it or whatever. But uh, people were I'm assuming he can't address it directly because of legal issues. But this thing with the zone is really kind of like and from the way he says it. And you, the stuff is on YouTube. You can see the interviews, the MMA junkie, and all that. When, when every time they bring up the zone, it seems like he's waiting for the zone to say, "You're free to do whatever you want." Or, or it's a, and it's like they're not saying it because they're just being greedy. And as we saw, you know, with the Canelo thing, you know, the uh, zone is is obviously they're probably not the best people to be in business with. So if if it's just waiting for that data, the end date on their contract to pop up so they can move forward, which I already know Steven Espinosa is like, like this <laughs> over. It's I, I think it'll get better. Uh, you know, we'll probably see maybe like, you know, some stuff on, on a, a, a channel that's not interfering with the other stuff. CBS sports programming has, which I have no idea what else they show there. I know when I went to NBC, I'm laughing because when I went to NBC sports, they had drone races. <laughs> Before the XFC event. So who knows what their priority is over there? Yeah, I don't know. I know that they have like college basketball and stuff. I it not that's pretty much what I've only tuned in for CBS Sports uh network over the years for. But um but yeah, great great Bellator event. Um next week 
McCall or McKee uh, Caldwell. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll likely talk about that on Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. But that was Thursday. So tonight, obviously, we got BKFC. Um, again, the best way to order BKFC is through the BKFC app. Three ninety nine with a one time nine ninety nine. Yeah, come on, <laughs> sign come up on. fee. Uh, you can also do a uh, if you go Come on, through Watson, app, you don't you don't got three dollars and ninety nine cents. If you go through, <laughs> I I prefer the month by month, so I pay five ninety nine a month right now, um, just because uh, I go to some of the events, luckily, uh, and I'll be attending the next one. So there's not really any reason for me necessarily to pay for next month uh, when I will be at that fight. But um, BKFC app, uh, tremendous. Looks like we got some Russian bots now watching the show, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I got a bot to knock them out. So go ahead. Uh, but, we got the uh, UFC but, this weekend. Felder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but real quick, BKF, the, the main event tonight, one, two, any way you can watch it, try to watch it. Jim Ehlers uh, versus Luis Palomino uh, should be an absolute banger for the main event and for uh, the title, the lightweight title there for BKFC Palomino uh, coming in to try to defend his title, uh, which he earned with a defeat of Isaac Valley flag uh, a couple months back um, tonight, roll into Saturday. Now uh, late minute, last minute replacement, but a hell of a fight. Paul Felder, uh, one of the people's champions fighting uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, fun fight, man. I mean, Dos yeah. Anjos is like one in five in his last five, but he has fought everybody everybody in the Walter weight division uh, and Paul Felder doesn't uh, doesn't ever leave anything. You know, he leaves everything in the cage. There's no, there's not going to be, uh, there'll be a decisive. I don't know if there'll be a decisive winner because these guys could fight to a real close decision, uh, but there won't be, nobody's going to take this fight off. Um, I'm not sure how you see the fight. I'm not sure if you've actually broken it down with it being a late minute, but um I, I just like Paul Felder. I think his pressure will be enough, but it's going to be great to see Dos Anjos get to fight somebody who's not trying to take him down for, for five <laughs> rounds. I mean, uh, uh, the matchup I like, uh, the short notice I'm, I'm concerned with, as good as he's been. I mean, he's done a lot of media to talk, talk about his great weight cut and how he was kind of ready already and how it's reinvigorated his interest in fighting and stuff like that. I'm all for it, but, you know, when you look at history of, of short notice, Especially five days. I mean, it would be beautiful if he picks up a win and sees, and we get to see where this takes him. But um, I'm just uh, as much as it would it would make for a great story. The guy was supposed to be there to do commentary, and now now he's on the damn card main event. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't. I I hope he does well, but against a prepared RDA, I don't see that happening. I'll see I mean, that. That's the that's the guy that Dana White. I mean, even with, even with everything that RDA's been through with the losses, Dana White still calls him the test for against newer fighters or something like that. So come on. That's well, he's in a sense he's become the gatekeeper. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the matches they've given him are just not. You know, ever since he lost the title to uh, Alvarez, he he's just been a it's just been a murderer's row of of wrestling. You know, from Damian Maya, Covington, Usman. Um, I'm forgetting one of the other guys. He fight Leon Edwards too. I mean, I feel like he's just been, it's been a nonstop uh, barrage of, of the top five. And and obviously uh, Kiesa, Leon Edwards, Usman Covington. um, He did beat Kevin Lee. 
uh, but another one of those guys kind of out of that mold. Um, I, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. I, I'd love to see Felder win because I, I think it's cool. But like you said, uh, the more I think about it, a fully trained RDA with a guy not shooting at his legs for five rounds is going to be a tough, tough pill for uh, for Felder to deal with. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I, I, I really didn't look at the. I mean, I've, I briefly looked over the card. I know there's uh, there's other fights on there that I'm, I'm kind of excited about. I mean, the names yeah. are what jump out at me, and a couple of the female names jump out at me. Uh, Kay Hansen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, coming off a big win over uh, Jinyun Fry uh, in in her UFC debut, and Ashley Yoder, just mainly because uh, she's the local girl around here in, in Southern California. Um, her record's obviously not spectacular, but but puts on a good fight. Yeah, she's uh, fighting Miranda Granger, who's also not no no slouch in her own right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Miranda Marcos. Oh, there's the that's probably the uh, the Murata. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if she, did she ever win the title in Invicta. She was the the champion in Ryzen, uh, moved to Invicta, and now is finally making the jump to the UFC. Um, uh, I stated a couple fights of her back. She's can't miss if you're into any kind of women's MMA or MMA in general. She mm-hmm. is a dominating force yeah. um, in women's MMA. She got a tough fight with Randa Marcos, who again, uh, like Yoder, uh, basically comes in with a 500 record, but is never an easy fight. So uh, good fight for Murata uh, in her debut. Um, other than that, I mean, nothing spectacular, but it'll probably end up being a, a great fight. Uh, That's usually uh, those are usually the cards that wind up being amazing, like the pe- the ones that people kind of say are flying under the radar. So, well, the expectations aren't there. Yeah. This isn't this isn't gauge. You know what I mean? Like we haven't been building up the anticipation for four months to have a fight end in ninety seconds with a guillotine mm-hmm. choke or something. You know what I mean? Like these fights are all going to be fresh. A lot of people, you know, I don't know a lot of these fighters I, and that and we both we don't know them i maybe you know more than me but i mean we watch a lot of fights and, and some of these guys are going to be new so it's always interesting and like i said the xfc thing on wednesday kind of yeah. rejuvenated that you know thing so um i'm just you know i like the every night thing is is cool uh <laughs> it's made yeah. it fun so uh yeah. that's that um Good God! Is there anything on Saturday? Do we have a submission underground or anything that I'm forgetting? I, mean, I feel no, I feel like I we mean, need something for Sunday. There's a, <laughs> a karate combat every Sunday for a little while, but that's about it. They, they're they're going to have their first uh, female fighters of season two uh, as the main event. I think it's only those two fights. There might be only two fights on there, but you know, once you get past all the uh, the Neo Tokyo and the and the time portals and all of the, the funniness on there, but I'll be uh, I'll be putting up something about that over on. Uh, with a link to watch it, because that's all on YouTube, mymmanews.com. Um, what um, are they live? Have we ever determined that, or are these a couple pre-recorded no, fights? Is, or these are it... pre-recorded in this in the fashion of, um, you know, like the Ultimate Fighter is. We got another question about BKFC. Yeah, I have it on in the background. Uh, our show's coming to an end for this week, but uh, the first uh, first main card fight just finished on the BKFC fourteen uh, fight card. So, so yeah, no. So uh, Matt's gonna go off and watch that. I mean, I guess uh, you can you can take us out for the week. I mean, uh, I think we got to do a pay per view preview next week, right? Yeah. Well, we'll have the uh, we have the McKee Caldwell fight, and that, um, right. and then uh, yeah, the UFC is hard to keep track of because there's just every <laughs> bombardment. Let me uh, let me pull that up. Uh, uh, Figueiredo Perez, yeah, and then uh, and then Shevchenko. And Maya, so we got the uh, the doubleheader uh, flyweight title fights next week to look forward to. 
Until next week, fans can check us out, as always, on allaccessmma.com. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. Uh, nice to see us getting a couple Twitch views this week, uh, as well as Periscope. So uh, some of our other, other outlets uh, working well. Uh, Ed, have a great rest of the night. Um, and uh, I know it's an ESPN Plus card tomorrow, but we might be able to work our way around that too. <laughs> All right. All right, man. You have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Later. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.